Good morning. This is Tracy Weatherwax. Today we are reading from John 18, 15 through 27. Simon Peter followed Jesus, as did another of the disciples. That disciple was acquainted with the high priest, so he was allowed to enter the high priest's courtyard with Jesus. Peter had to stay outside the gate. Then the disciple who knew the high priest spoke to the woman watching at the gate, and she let Peter in. The woman asked Peter, You're not one of that man's disciples, are you? No, he said, I am not. Because it was cold, the household servants and the guards had made a charcoal fire. They stood around it, warming themselves, and Peter stood with them, warming himself. Inside, the high priest began asking Jesus about his followers and what he'd been teaching them. Jesus replied, Everyone knows what I teach. I have preached regularly in the synagogues and the temple where the people gather. I have not spoken in secret. Why are you asking me this question? Ask those who heard me. They know what I said. Then one of the temple guards standing nearby slapped Jesus across the face. Is that the way to answer the high priest, he demanded? Jesus replied, if I said anything wrong, you must prove it. But if I am speaking the truth, why are you beating me? Then Annas bound Jesus and sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. Meanwhile, as Simon Peter was standing by the fire warming himself, they asked him again, you're not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, no, I am not. But one of the household slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? Again, Peter denied it, and immediately a rooster crowed. For many of us, the story of Peter is a familiar one. It continues to amaze me that I can read the same story from God's word, and he'll often show me something new. This time, as I read the passage in preparation for this podcast, I was struck by Jesus and Peter's relationship dynamic. Jesus and Peter had a close relationship. Peter was one of the 12 disciples and regularly, eagerly, and willingly followed Jesus. He was always so eager and so willing to say yes before any doubt crept in. Inevitably, doubt would creep in or in some cases rush in. When he walked on water, Peter, without a thought, stepped under the water, took his eyes off Jesus, then flailed. He seemed to be one of the first disciples who recognized Jesus as the Son of God. He stayed with Jesus on that first night before his trial, when most of the others scattered in fear. He declared he would follow Jesus anywhere, then denied he knew Jesus, just as Jesus told him he would. As for Jesus, he renamed Peter. Peter's original name was Simon, but Jesus called him Peter, which means rock, saying, Upon this rock I will build my church, and all powers of hell will not conquer it. Imagine having such a close relationship with Jesus that he calls you his rock. What struck me this time as I read the story of Peter's denial is Jesus' great affection for Peter. He knew before anything happened that Peter would deny him, not once, but three times. He knew it, and yet it didn't change the way he felt about Peter. It reminds me of a time when I let down my grandma the summer after my freshman year of college. At this time, my grandma was receiving chemotherapy for lymphoma. We lived outside of Sheboygan, Michigan. Chemotherapy was in Petoskey, which was a little more than 30 minutes away. So a little like driving to Grand Rapids, but without the expressway and the addition of summer traffic. So for some reason, I was the only one available to drive my grandma to chemo that day. I should back up for a minute to say my mom and I lived next door to my grandparents throughout my high school years. In fact, my freshman year of high school, we lived with my grandparents. I note this so you know this was not a casual, see your grandparents twice a year kind of relationship. My grandma knew all my friends, all my boyfriends, and probably 75% of the population of Sheboygan. 
The day before I was scheduled to take my Grammy to her treatment, I begged my mom to let me stay the night with some of my friends who were staying in a cabin on Lake Huron near Mackinac City. I was originally not going to spend the night, but managed to convince my mom that I was, of course, responsible enough to handle being up half the night with my friends, while still capable of getting myself up in the morning, driving 30 minutes home to pick up my grandma, and all doing it all in a timely manner. I'm quite certain you know where this story is headed. In the days before cell phones, in a cabin with no alarm clock, I woke up late, frantically drove like a maniac home, only to find my brother, who was working at the time until 3 in the morning, backing out of the driveway with my grandma. I begged him to let me take her, I think to prove my responsibility and not let everyone down. He looked at me with deep disappointment and said, I'm already up. I will take her. And then he drove off. I don't remember at the time my grandma saying a word. My memory tells me she stared straight ahead and didn't look at me. I called my mom at work to complain about my brother in a complete attempt to blame him for me not making it in on time. And my mom, who was never one to jump on my bandwagon of self-pity, just said, you should have been home on time. I think the story has always stood out to me because what I didn't know then was that my grandma would die less than 12 months after that incident. And probably only a month later, I moved away to Germany to be with John, which is a story for another day. Um, and then me leaving meant that little did I know it, but I had precious few weeks to spend with my grandma before she would be gone from this earth. So just like me, Peter didn't know Jesus was going to die. He didn't know he wouldn't have any more time to spend with his friend before he would be crucified. Do you think he really could have comprehended that not only was Jesus the son of God, but what that actually even meant? How hindsight must have weighed him down in those first days after Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. What a gift when Jesus returned and spent time with his disciples before finally being taken up into heaven. But on that first night, when Peter denied Jesus three times, he didn't know what the future would hold, just like none of us know what the future will hold for us and for those we love. Peter took his passion for Jesus and helped kick off a movement that would eventually reach around the world. I'm sure he never forgot denying Jesus that night around the fire, but he found a new life. He didn't live in his regret. He drew closer to Jesus, clinging to his promises, and Jesus called him rock. So today, how has God gotten your attention with this story? Maybe you, like me, will think about those close to you and consider reaching out to someone who you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe you'll think about Peter and how often he must have regretted his denial before he could lay it down at the cross. Perhaps you'll remember how it's just like God to take our failings and use them for good. Just as God took Peter's denial and used it to transform Peter, who for the rest of his life lived up to the name Jesus had given him. Perhaps you'll take the time to reflect on the ways God has taken out regret in your life, redeemed it, and transformed you. Let's pray. Jesus, help us to follow you. You long to be near to us and hear from us. Help us to have the relationship with you that Peter did. Thank you for seeing beyond our failings into what we have potential in you to be. Thank you for Peter's example to follow you with zeal. Today, as we step into the world, reveal a new piece of your story to us and give us clear direction as to what you want us to do about it. Amen. Have a great day.